What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mummock Sessions. It's me, Jenny Boy, going solo. That's right, with the RMO. Ho ho. Okay, I'm not gonna try and rap here. Now, how are you guys doing? Okay. Now, if if you don't know what's going on, if you're listening to us outside of Malaysia. Um, we all obviously know that there is a pandemic going on right now, and that's why we're all basically locked up at home. Well, not to say locked up at home, but advised to basically stay at home, otherwise known as a restrict restrictive movement order. That's right. But I'm not alone because you know I have Ryan on the other side. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm calling to you live from Petaling Jaya. No restricted movement order is gonna stop us from getting this podcast done, man. Dude, you guys need to listen to something while you guys are all stuck at home. So I know here we are, you know. Okay, look. Okay, to be honest, we wanted to actually record an episode before the lockdown, but we were like telling ourselves, like, this is, this is tough. It's never gonna happen. We were in the middle of a shoot, yeah. And then, you know, before yeah. before anything else, be actually to be honest. We were thinking of recording a few episodes after the shoot, but during shoot, our prime minister decided to come at 10 p.m. and say that, "Look, uh, we want you to stay at home. This is a restrictive movement order. Mm. No one's allowed to go out." And all of us started freaking out. Yeah, and we were supposed to wrap shoot the night before this uh, this order was to take place. I remember we wrapped that Tuesday late, late Tuesday night, and then the next day we had to just like really stay at home the whole day. And it was kind of hectic, like, honestly, because we really didn't even have time to prepare for this whole MCO. Is it MCO, RMO, lockdown, quarantine? I don't know, man. There's like 10,000 names for this one thing. Yeah, and you know what's the funniest part? You know, um, every time when an SMS comes in, it's actually RM0. So everybody thinks it's RMO, restrictive RM0. movement order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it actually means it's like the, the message is like cost you nothing, right? RM0. Yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. But how have you been though? How have you been coping? Today's what? Okay, as we are recording this right now, today is today, day, day 7? Oh man, I can't count. It's one week. It's been one week, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Wait, day wait. seven. So it started uh, on Wednesday. Okay, it started on Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to seven. Day seven. It's day seven. So it's in one week. We are one week down. One more to go. Um, that is unless they do not extend it. What What's your thought actually? Do you think they're gonna extend it? Dude, I think they're gonna extend it, lah. I mean, okay, look. Um. <laughs> ever since this whole pandemic kind of hit Malaysia and the cases started rising mm-hmm. um, I won't lie to you I've been refreshing my Twitter and refreshing every website like you know Outbreak.my just to like see what are the new cases every day and then like you know when it mm-hmm. kept going up and up and that's my heart rate started going up and up and up and up and I still remember on the day um, I remember very very clearly like um, it was on a Sunday it was before our shoot when uh, we saw the cases go up right like by uh, yeah. like 112. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the day that it suddenly spiked up like crazy. Yeah, so I told my wife, I told Michelle, I was like, hey, you know what? Um, Maybe we might want to go to the grocery store and kind of get some stuff just in case they announce a Fuck lockdown. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out and we bought the essentials. And then when we were at shoot the next day, you know, sure enough, the prime minister announced the lockdown and, and that's where, that's where, that's where shit got serious, man. Everybody started panic buying. Um, you know, yeah. we, we were laughing at Singapore and now we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> okay, but, but could be fair, like, dude, have you been out to the, to the supermarket lately or anything? Yeah, I have. I just went out like, uh, I just went out like, okay, two days ago, uh, before they announced that, uh, only the head of house, uh, mm-hmm. gets to go out. So me and Michelle mm-hmm. went out to get essentials. Yeah. So I was out yesterday as well. I went to Tesco. 
And honestly, it's not. I mean, like, I'm glad the, the test, at least the Tesco is outside. Like, people weren't that crazy. I mean, people were just buying what they needed. It doesn't look as if anyone's, like, shoving everything into their carts, you know? Yeah. It, it was very orderly, la, you know? I think people kind of got the message that, you know, you don't need to stock up 10,000 items for this, like, two weeks. You just buy what you need to, that will last you two weeks, and that's good. And there was plenty of toilet paper. So that was a, that was a, a kind of style release there. I, 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 I don't understand with the whole uh, hoarding of toilet paper Dude, in, in Australia and America. That's crazy. My, my cousin, he just came back from Sydney, right? Mm-hmm. And he basically, he told me it's impossible to get toilet paper in Sydney right now. What? Literally impossible. That's crazy. I don't know why people keeping this toilet paper. So, it's, like oh my god yeah so the other day what happened was uh, I was speaking to a friend and he said that, oh I think I know the reason why people are buying toilet paper because you see there is a scarce supply of masks so you use the toilet paper and fo 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 to be a mask and I'm like where the hell did um, you yeah. come out with this bloody theory yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> man I, there's so many there's so many theories people come like some people say it's actually not good to wear masks if you are not sick, you know, it, it actually might be more dangerous to wear a mask because you're constantly touching your face yeah. with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are a lot of old wives shows out there. La. I mean, the most famous one is drinking hot water to cure the virus, but like, uh, we all know Dude, that's, that's, that's definitely not true. That's freaking <laughs> stupid, man. That's so stupid. Because, you, you know, you know, the, the funny thing was like, uh, you know, okay, we're all in family chat groups, right? You know, you got a family yeah. chat group. I've got a family chat group. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, uh, in one of my family chat groups, all of a sudden, all of my aunties started forwarding like messages. And obviously they forwarded the whole, uh, the whole like, uh, what do you call it? The Oh, if you drink hot water, it flushes it down to your stomach and your acid uh, from your stomach basically kills the virus. And I looked at that, I was like, come on, man, this is complete bullshit. I mean, like, I mean, every I, yeah. individual who reads it, they will know that, okay, like, this is... This is not so convenient. You know what I mean? If it was convenient, I'm pretty sure it would be worldwide. We would stay home, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know. Probably breaking news. Coronavirus <laughs> killed by hot water. <laughs> I know. And there you have, you know, one of our VIPs, uh, one of our health ministers going on national TV saying that if you drink ice swam, you basically, you know, flush the oh, virus down your stomach. I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, okay. I mean, it's like. Did he read a WhatsApp message just before going on live TV? <laughs> okay, so so I give I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think a he was nervous on TV. Okay, two he's just trying to encourage people to drink water, and then he just didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, all- you know that the kind of thing where you just say drink more water, drink more water, and then just make out some stupid thing about to get more people to drink water. Yeah, you know, you know, when people get nervous on live television, they tend to talk bullshit. You know what I mean? Okay, we've been there before. You know, we yeah. go on and on and on and on and on and not stop talking because you know we want to basically fill up the airtime. So maybe we'll give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But come on, man! I tell you, <laughs> yes. but, oh my god! But the good thing is, like, I mean, at least the ministry came out to debunk that. So that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't lie to be honest. Um, being online has caused a lot more stress and paranoia as compared to maybe yeah. like 10, 15 years ago when the only way for you to get like um, uh, uh, verified news is through is through TV, is through radio, through TV, TV. CNN and stuff like that. Yep. And, and that's the only one medium that you get, uh, officially get to be told what to do, how to do it, whatever not. And to be honest, I kind of miss that because right now, everyone is a bloody expert online. Yeah. But that's, that's, you see, so this is what I do. I usually... I don't trust anything I see. I take everything I see online with a pinch of salt unless it comes from a reputable source. 
So it's like, you know, the NFT or the star, you know, like the like actual news outlet mm-hmm. post it or, you know, the verified Twitter accounts of the ministry, you know, KKM, KKM's uh, Twitter account. Yeah. Unless I see the news information coming from that, I usually take every piece of news with a pinch of salt. Because like, these days, there are just so many people spreading around false information and sometimes it's not even, it's not very good. It's not very healthy for the community to start spreading all this false information and start uh, making everyone panic about everything. Yeah, it, it's. So it's, I'm also very careful with what I uh, what I share on my my social media accounts as well. No, the the problem is, is that you're careful, we are careful, but the older generation are not because, like, I think the first persons to panic would be them because, like, they're not used. Yeah. They're not used to getting so much information at once. I mean, they're used to getting information from one medium, right? So like what, what I'm trying to yeah. do is I'm trying to understand the older generation. They're so used to getting information from one medium and that's through the radio, through TV. And right now they're getting, so they're used to getting information and every time they get information from TV or radio, it's verified news. And that's what they can basically talk about to their yeah. other friends. But right now they're getting news mm-hmm. from forwarded messages on WhatsApp groups, which is ridiculous. WhatsApp, yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes like, I mean, some of the news are definitely jokes and everything, but like sometimes it's, uh, it's very hard to tell what is a joke and what is not, you know, especially for like our other generation. But I know my dad does, does definitely has some problems with that. Oh. So now we're always like, dad, don't share anything, huh? Oh, really? We first, we first, we complete. Yeah, yeah. He, no, my dad likes to share a lot of stuff on that. But luckily, it's just shares within our family group chat, and so like we all know what to look out for. I think I think for everyone listening right now, I think this is a really good time for you to. Well, number one, you're staying at home. Number two, you're staying with your family and your parents. I think it's a good time for you to basically be patient and teach them about the new media that basically is the internet, yeah. and you know what is fake news. And you know you shouldn't be basically recording your WhatsApp messages. Oh, ni hao, ni hao, ding long, ding long. <laughs> I mean, I just saw, I just saw another news, uh, another for the WhatsApp the other day about how uh, Malay Grab drivers are angry at Chinese because of bringing the virus here and they're spitting in Chinese people. I think that's honestly, I think that's, that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't, I don't think that's real. So far, all the Grab, yeah, I mean, it's this kind of messages, you know, messages that propagate hate, that propagate racism. At a time like this, this is the things you don't need, you know. I'm very grateful that all these Grab drivers are out there mm-hmm. while all of us are stuck in here. I mean, of course, they want to make a living, but you have to think of the risk they are putting themselves as well just to make our lives easier, you know. Mm-hmm. And so far, all the Grab drivers have come across, no matter what race and all, they've all been very nice. They've been very friendly and they've been very courteous to me. So I really don't think that's true news at all. But yet, it's still being circulated around, you know, WhatsApp messages and stuff. Yeah, it's... um, It's... I... It's... I, I won't lie... There is a little bit of paranoia in me. Like, you know, we, we've stopped ordering stuff to be delivered to us because like, you know, you always kind of ask yourself, you know, what if this person is infected, you know? Like, in contact. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. And, and, and okay, like, I, I, I hate to, to rain on some of these parades and stuff like that, but, you know, I've been hearing some religious uh, groups are saying that you know what if if it's time for us to go if it's time for us to go it's basically God's will and stuff like that I was like dude 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 please don't bring religion into this right now this is yeah this is a case it, it, it goes beyond that yeah yeah and and uh, you know there are a lot of people who are afraid I mean we've been reading a lot of news people who are afraid to admit that they you know they have Hello? a fever and stuff like that 
Yeah. Hello? Oh, yes. I can hear you. I can still hear you, right? Sorry, Jin. I think I lost you for a moment. Oh, really? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I think I lost you for a moment. Already? Oh, so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Sorry, guys. Struggles of, of recording remotely. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, come on, man. You, <laughs> you could have gotten yourself a better internet service provider. Um, I No, I, honestly, I can't because my area... The infrastructure has been set up for like over 20 years. So oh. I'm only stuck with that one internet service provider. Because oh. I don't have the... the, the top, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Because the infrastructure for the new internet service provider is not set up yet. Yeah. So I literally do not have a choice. Right. Is my internet or no internet? That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, okay, okay, as, we, as we speak right now, because like um, apparently um, the KKM Putrajaya is about to go on for a live uh, a live update so i'm just going to basically yeah as we go right now uh let's just see um okay 13 what minutes ago count? oh my god okay so today there are as of today 106 new cases which is a lot lower compared mm -hmm. to yesterday okay and from uh, 106 cases 43 of them are from the tablet cluster and uh, 63 mm. others are still under investigation. There are now mm. 64 uh, patients in the ICU and 24 of them needs uh, help, uh, needs uh, equipment to help them to breathe. And that, uh, mm -hmm. that is today's uh, update. I mean, it's going down. I, I mean, yesterday was scary because I think yesterday we hit like almost 200, was it? There was a big jump. I think it was 183 yesterday. Is yeah. it? Yeah, around yeah, there, it was it was the highest jump, and it kind of freaked a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah, but um, I've, so a lot of people have been have been comparing our chart with uh Italy's chart. Yeah, and what I'm noticing is that Italy's chart was definitely way more exponential than ours, which which is a good thing. Like, I mean, it still kind of sucks that we are seeing cases every day, but uh, it's only a matter of time where you know we finally get uh, finally all the cases have been reported. I think all these things just needs time out, but. Definitely compared to Italy's case, you, you see their graph, it just goes up exponentially. Yeah. I think in this time in Italy, as in like when you're comparing the graph, at this point we are at, in Italy there was about, I think, close to 5,000 5, maybe. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think like Italy, Italy basically implemented the lockdown at a stage where... A it, bit too late. A bit too late. So we did it. We mm -hmm. still did it uh, at a stage where it's still, I would say, controllable. I mean, not the best, yeah. but still controllable. Again, we are... I mean, for both of us speaking right here, we are no experts. We're just mainly assuming, you know? We obviously hope mm -hmm. for the best. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, we are not... Basically I think the... The one thing Italy did also that, that contributed to that is they, they only started with locking down the Lombard region. Oh, that one region. I see. Before they went into nationwide lockdown, yeah. Oh. Whereas where we did is we started we started completely with the whole the whole region, uh, the whole nation. Oh man. So I think that helped us a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, another thing also I I read is like the number of days, like for every day you don't start implementing the lockdown the growth has a possibility to grow way more exponential. So for let's say if you delay by two days, yep. the growth may be more than double. You get what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's actually very important to, 
to try and curb the situation as soon as possible. I was actually listening to a show, uh, a, a British radio show, and he was actually explaining how that one uh, Korean patient, patient number 31, actually was the main cause of 60% of the uh, all the cases in South Korea. So what happened was, I'm not sure if you heard about Korea, this. Yeah. Yeah, so there's this one lady, and, and they, they called her They called her patient, oh, that's my daughter yelling in the background trying to get my attention, but no, I'm going to finish this podcast. <laughs> So there was uh there was this lady a Korean lady and they called her patient 31. So what happened was I think she she traveled somewhere, okay? Um or wherever, okay? So the thing is she was already infected but she didn't know she was infected. She got into a car accident. She a minor car accident and she basically checked herself into a hospital. Didn't didn't check into a ward. Uh she had a slight fever and the people at the hospital said that hey, um can I check you? And she's like, nah, I'm fine. It's just a slight fever. I'm fine. She went on to attend a few religious gatherings. Uh, she went to a church gathering and she infected 1,200 people from there. And that was the cause of the massive spread in South Korea, which resulted to almost what, yeah. what 8,000 cases today. But, you know, they managed to basically curb it down. I, w- I would say that, you know, Koreans are freaking amazing. <laughs> Apart from their food, they're really efficient. Yeah, they've been so good with it. They've been so efficient with this uh, in response to this COVID-19. They have drive-through testing, you know, it's just crazy. And they're so innovative with that. But their government is very well, very well equipped and their healthcare system also is very, very well equipped to deal with a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think anyone was ever prepared for such a pandemic to ever happen. I don't think every, anyone saw this mm-hmm. coming. And, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, you have all these videos of Bill Gates, all these Bill Gates TED Talks, you know, Bill Gates predicted the pandemic back in 2015 <laughs> and all these bullshit that's surfacing up that, yeah, you know, we should have been more prepared. But to be honest, none of us were ever prepared for this. You say that, but like, I mean, the first case came way back in January in Wuhan, you know? Yeah. And I think then you know, I think we can learn that it pays to be cautious rather than letting it come to this extent and then only we start implementing cautionary measures. Yeah. Because I, I, I just saw another video recently. It's about this guy. He's he's, uh, he's from New Zealand, mm-hmm. but he works in Shanghai. Yep. And he heard that New Zealand's about to start implementing restrictions. So he flew back immediately to New Zealand to see his family. Oh, wow. And he was he was very surprised that when he went to, when he reached New Zealand, mm-hmm. all they did was just make him uh, uh, fill in a form and that's it. There's no other checks whatsoever. Oh, wow. But, so he stayed with his dad. He stayed with his dad for one night and then the next day he heard that China is going to start closing all its borders and he's based in China. His work is based in Shanghai. Oh, so wow. the next day he flew all the way back to Shanghai and then he showed us the contrast in the two immigrations. You know, when New Zealand just filled in a form, in Shanghai when he reached, they split, they first, they, of course, they temperature check all the passengers and then on top of that, they make you uh they make you report to a desk according to the zone you live in. So according to your different districts where you live in, you have to report in. And then they'll take everyone to a clinic and everyone will have to get tested for COVID nineteen. Oh wow. So in altogether they held him at the clinic for over fourteen hours or something like that before he was allowed to go home. Yeah, they were they taking, waited for his testing job to come back. They were taking precautionary so measures. Yeah, that that's like really really crazy level cautionary measures. So yeah. they tested him, he came out negative, they still sent him home and they said you have to quarantine yourself regardless. The next day, after he, after he went home, the next day, 
the health officials uh, made a visit to his house again to make sure he's home. And they even installed uh, some sort of like alarm system on his door so that they will be notified every single time he opens the door. Oh, wow. That's... And, and they basically gave him a care package and to give him instructions on what to do when you're quarantined and stuff like that. That's that's crazy. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And Singapore is doing the same thing too. Uh, like, you know, if, if you were traveling from another country and you basically go back to Singapore, right? You have to basically self-home quarantine. And uh, there's this thing going around where uh, they will ask you to download an app and then they will basically remotely monitor you and require you to take pictures and show pictures of your surroundings just to confirm that you are still at home and not at outside. Home. And, you know, you know, yeah. I, I've, I've got in-laws uh, in Singapore right now who are, I mean, she told me that um, Singapore is not as serious. People are still going out as per normal. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the cases in Singapore are still going up and uh, they're taking more precautionary measures and now they're closing the borders for, I don't know, I don't know for how long, but we know that Australia has closed its borders for six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's 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 very long. That's that's long. That's very long. Yeah, I I. Yeah, but I'm, I think if it dies down, they might open it up again. But just, I think they're just waiting six months for now. I, I well, you know, when it comes to safety, Australia is the number one country I can think of because everything is about safety, mate. You know, you go bungee jumping, you yeah. go through like a forty-five yeah. minute course to make sure you don't kill yourself. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, I mean. Um, all, all in all, I just, I just, I just have to say that I think, like right now, the the least we could do is basically listen to our government. They are our leaders. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of doubt going around. You know, when it comes to communication and stuff like that. Yes, you know, people have been throwing shade, but you know what? Hey, they're the best that we've got right now, and we need to help them better yeah. themselves. I mean, like as much as we don't agree to some of the things that they're doing, it's it. They're the best that we've got right now, and we need to play our part as citizens to to maybe maybe communicate back and tell them hey man you know maybe you could do this maybe you could do this because you know they should listen to the public I hope so I think also it's very important for everyone to understand like how serious this uh, MCO is like we as as uh, as citizens like you said like, as citizens as human beings uh, we have to do our part to make sure this doesn't uh, spread any further you know the more people go out the, the longer this movement restriction order is gonna, gonna take place because if we all just stay at home and really just stay at home and lock ourselves at home and don't move, hopefully within a month, we can like kind of curb this whole situation. But yeah. people are still like non-complying and then they're still going out and not, not listening to the authorities. This will definitely take way, way longer before it can be a- can reach a level where it's much more manageable. Yeah, dude, not only that, um, I'm not sure if you heard. Uh, so apparently there was this one, so apparently there's this one patient, I'm not sure what number, was the main cause of infecting the uh, tablet gathering. I can't remember. He was patient 13 or whatever. Okay, I don't care what number he, he was. But the thing is, it's because of this one patient that basically caused the whole outbreak in Malaysia to basically spike up. Okay, cool. Yes, that's, yeah. how, that's how the media has reported it. But the thing is, the people online have basically gone all out to basically find out who this person is, uh, took all of his photos, published it online, and blaming him for it. I mean... Okay, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. The blame, the blaming is not gonna help, but I mean, <sighs> yeah. I, but blaming, blaming gonna make the COVID go away, man. It's, I feel like it's just really unnecessary, you know? Exactly. What has happened has happened, you know. Look, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I get where everyone's coming from. I mean, he he knew he had a fever, yet he still traveled. You know what I mean? The thing is, mm-hmm. before before this coronavirus was 
ever in our lives, right? When you had a fever, did you stay home? No. Chances are you might still go out too. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you would have you would have gotten a flu. You still would have gone gone out. You know what I mean? You just tell your friends, oh, you know, I'm a bit sick. Don't stand near me and stuff like that. And and yeah, I get it. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he should have he should have been more responsible to to isolate himself because there were news already going around. But the fact that people were actually um you know taking his pictures, you know, exposing who he was and blaming him, and now the guy is basically isolating himself. He deactivated his Twitter. He de- deactivated all of his social media and is in hiding. I kind of feel sad for him a little bit because you know, it's like, hey mm-hmm. man, people, people, Dala just just recovered from a virus. Now uh, he's gonna. I'm, I'm not sure. You know how is he gonna go? I mean, what his mental health is gonna be like? Right. For me, is for me, it's a very simple question. How is this gonna help the situation? Yeah. And the answer is it doesn't. You know, blaming him is not gonna help the situation. Staying home and making sure you are not uh, part of spreading the disease that's gonna help the situation. Yeah. Creating a positive message is going to help the situation. Exactly. Blaming this one guy for infecting all the people in the public, is it, is, it, is, it stu- is it a stupid decision on his part? Maybe, but you know, it's been done. There's no, there's no point in blaming him really. Ex- there's no point crying over spilled milk. Exactly. I mean, it's. I mean, come on, man. I mean, like, there is a reason why the ministry is keeping all the patients' uh, details private and confidential. Because, you know, these type of things will happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I can, yep. right now is... To be honest, stay home, play your part, and and stop jogging. If your parents are going out jogging, scold them. Okay, we are giving you authority to scold uh, your parents. Yeah. Okay, we're giving you full authority to scold your parents because at this point <laughs> in time, you all should know better, and you all should know what's good for your parents. All right, this virus is very deadly for people who are older because you know they have low immune system. You know they have gone through some health issues. You know people who are diabetic. You know I I'm 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 honestly really really scared as well because my mom you know is old as well. So you know you you, you think about all these things. So if your parents are gonna go out, say, oh, no, I want to go out to jogging today. It was like you shut up, you sit down, and you stay at yeah. home. Okay, don't go out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know if they if they if they tell you bloody hell, who teach you how to talk back to your parents? Just say Jenny boy taught you. So <laughs> for this, <laughs> wow. Yeah, blame it on me, guys. Okay, if it's one thing, just blame it on me for now. I mean, it's, this is for the better of your parents, you know, for everyone, for your families. I mean, stay safe. I mean, like, come on, man. We don't want the worst to happen. Yeah, I think another thing to that I want to point out also is very important to be very honest with your healthcare provider. Like I've I've read on uh posts online about how some patients they do not they do not uh, they're not honest with the nurses and the doctors and they are actually putting the the lives of these nurses and these healthcare providers at risk and I think that's very irresponsible. Yeah, they won't scold you if you've been in contact with someone with COVID nineteen. They just need to take different precautionary measures to treat you. Everyone wants to help you, you know. There's, by lying, you're just putting more people at risk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if you okay, if you went to a doctor and you told them, like, look, I've traveled to these places, I have a fever, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get rid of you. They're gonna help you. They're just gonna basically treat you differently. I mean, I mean, they need precautionary measures to basically attend to you. They're not gonna isolate you. I have friends who are working in the front line right now in Sungai Buloh Hospital who are basically dedicating dedicating their lives twenty four seven to basically help fight this pandemic. And you know what? Seriously, they are the one. They are the group of people that we have to basically look up to. They are our heroes. Okay, they are putting their life on the line to help this pen. Yeah, help curb this pandemic. Yeah, and 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 I mean, like when this blows over, I I hope that you know the government will give them some incentive or everybody should get together and give them some incentive. You know, they need a long break. You know, and stuff like that. I I I don't know what what it is. You know, when the time comes, we'll know. 
But as for now, everyone listening, please take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Take uh take this mm-hmm. time to basically stay home and you know catch up on lost time with your family. You know all those times you've been out uh working so hard and 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 always been. I mean you you should know, right? You've been out working like twenty hour shoots most of the time, and then you know, yeah. My my dad was just saying this the first time the whole family's been home for for such a long period of time. Like it's the first time every day we had a family meal together. Because usually on weekdays you're out shooting, and then when I come back, my friends are all asleep, you know. Yeah. So yeah. take this time to you know spend time with your family. Just, yeah, just appreciate your family a little more. Yeah, and it's and it's don't you think so? It's a bit refreshing. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what, what else can I say? I'm just stuck at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, wait, yeah, I, I just well, for me is uh, being stuck at home. I've been eating home cooked meals. I, I, I tend to forget how good my mom's cooking is, and. Uh, and how uh, me and Michelle, my wife, are super competitive when it comes to playing games together. We just downloaded uh, Overcooked 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a friendship breaker game. Dude, the freaking awesome game. I, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, like, both <laughs> me and Michelle are, like, always fighting so hard to get three stars uh, on every level. But you know what? It's fun. And, yeah. and, and, and you know what? It's been a while since I've ever done that with, with Michelle. And it's kind of fun. I kind of like that. So, you know, there, there, are, there are a lot of things that, you know, you can discover just by being home with your loved ones and you know learning a lot more about them because you know as we grow older we tend to go further apart because of commitments and stuff like that but now is the opportunity for you to basically stay home and learn about each other a lot better stay safe and make sure you keep everyone home (laughs) ryan did i lose you again no, no, no. I'm here. I just wasn't sure if you're gonna say something else after that. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Anyways, before we go, Ryan, do you want to say anything? Um, just take care. Drink lots of water. Uh, yeah, don't go out unless you really need something essential. You gotta buy one, maybe limited to once a week to the grocery store or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it it takes a village to fight this thing, right? I think all of us as as the rock yard, as human beings, we need to do our part to make sure this pandemic blows over. And does not claim any more lives than it already has. Uh. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, like you know, we're all in this together. Um, you know, we were um, we were afraid at first, but you know, we will get through this. We're gonna be broadcasting from home, Ryan, for the next few days, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, the Mamak sessions. Well, you know, we can't call it Mamak sessions now because you know it has to be at home. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go out to the Mamak, okay? Don't go out to the Mamak. You can go to the Mamak and basically take away stuff, all right? But uh, thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a while. You know, we tried to basically record a show, but we're here with you guys, seeing this whole pandemic through. Take care. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want us to talk about something, you know where to reach us. You can uh, basically follow us on our Instagram is at Mamak Sessions you can also follow us on our official Instagram pages at JennyBoyTV or Facebook.com slash JennyBoyTV suggest to us what we should talk about and who we should speak to on our next show take it easy Ryan and we'll speak to you soon okay alright and to those listening take it easy stay safe